0: welcome to cbs soap dish recap a podcast about your favorite cbs soaps each week we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful now here's your hosts well good morning good morning how are you i'm doing good how are you I'm good. Glad it's the weekend. It's going to be a busy one for me because I'm moving. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm just glad that I have the rest of the week off. (laughs) (laughs) Moving
1: is definitely
2: exhausting.
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, I have to not only move my residence, but uh, at the end of the week, I got to move my son back to college. So Uh I got two moving experiences that I got to do in the same week. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been crazy, because remember, I moved my daughter out of state about three weeks ago, (laughs) so so hopefully after next week, things will definitely start to calm down, so, (laughs) all right, and what about you? How you doing? I'm doing well, I had a a busy week at work, Mm
2: -hmm. Um, but, you know, other than that, it's been a normal week. Okay,
0: cool, cool, cool. Alright, so welcome you guys. I hope you had a great week and an upcoming great good weekend that we're in now. Um, this is CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I, and I am Leticia, um, we recap both The Young and the Restless, and The Bold and the Beautiful, and this is for the week of August 9th through August 13th. And... Um, yeah, it was okay. What did you think? Do you think it was a lot going on this week?
1: Um, not really.
0: I, mm-hmm.
2: I maybe with the past few weeks, all the drama that's been going on with Tara and Sally and Summer and Kyle. hmm They felt the need to to chill out
1: for a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> most of the normal. Yeah, normal. yeah, most of the drama happened on Bold and Beautiful this week.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, before it was like Bold was kind of moving at a like, eh, because, you know, they were dealing with Quinn and Carter and, you know, of course, leading up to Steffi's wedding. But we got a lot, like you say, out of Summer, Tara, Kyle and all of that. Now it's been switched where the drama was on Bold this week. And then The Young and the Restless was eh, kind of like you say, slow down a little
1: bit. Right.
0: So what we normally do we'll recap the bold and the, I mean the young and the restless in the first half of the show and then the second half of the show we recap uh, the bold and the beautiful and then at the end of the segment we do what is called flip the script. And what that is is that if there's a particular storyline or a scene that you wish that you could change this is where we flip the script. So all right, and thank you guys. Our viewership, I will say, is going up every single week. So I appreciate all of you guys from all over the world. So I mean, you guys are enjoying our content, and we really appreciate it. We've been providing it for a little over a year and a half now. Time is flying. No, I can't
1: believe um,
0: it's been that long. Yeah, yeah, we started right at the beginning, right before the pandemic hit. And that was in, like, February of 2020, and we are now in August of 2021. So, hey, you guys is what keep us going. I like when I get messages saying, hey, I've been waiting for this, or, man, I'm just not seeing this. I thought you guys posted earlier. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to hear the feedback. I love the fact that you enjoy Keisha and I and the content that we provide. So we really appreciate all of you. That's why we keep coming back every week. Yes, ma'am. All right. So without further ado. Spencer also we'll, said thank you. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Spencer. <laughs> we need to have you as our third panelist because sometimes right. he tends to chime in a lot <clears throat> on, sp- on particular storylines that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You got to send me a picture of Spencer. I want to see him. I will. (laughs) He sounds like he's a cute cat. (laughs) He's adorable. (laughs) Because I don't hear the, I know you have two cats, you said. I don't hear the other one at all.
2: He he, um, he is more of the lovey-dovey, like always rubbing up against you because he wants you to pet him type of cat. Mm. Spencer is. A little
0: more standoffish, but he's talkative. <laughs> yeah, he got to be. The, yeah, he's yap yap yap. Yeah. I have one. What's the other cat name? Parker. Parker probably get him the side eye. Like, would you shut up? Shut uh, up. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> talking too
0: much. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Are you a dog lover?
2: Oh, I'm I'm an animal lover in general. The only oh, okay. reason I don't have a dog is because um I'm in and out a lot, and I don't think it would be fair because dogs need a lot more attention than cats do. They
0: do, yeah, that's true. That's true. My, all right. I, I
2: have food in the bowl, and and other than that, they're good.
0: <laughs> yeah, they can take themselves to the restroom and all of that. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into this recap. So for the Young and the Restless for the week of August 9th to August 13th, Kyle and Summer decided to remain in Milan. Lauren fired Sally. Victor offered to plan Victoria's wedding. Ashlyn started chemotherapy. Victor suspected that Ashlyn was faking his illness. Nick walked in on Moses and Faith's first kiss. And then Ray launched an official police investigation into Mariah's disappearance. Okay, so where do we want to begin? Which storyline will we want to leave last because it's a little bit more meat to it? And which one you want to take on first because it's smaller?
2: Um, <clears throat> we can start with the summer and Kyle because it,
0: that kind of wrapped up a... earlier in the week. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, I would say as much, and I sent you this message. I think it was over the weekend. Maybe it was last weekend about Phyllis and her. Or maybe we even talked about it on the last podcast we did. about Phyllis being self-serving in her actions um, on what her true intentions was. Was it? Partly, you know, and I think you said both. Yeah, it's partly to, you know, take those two girls down.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: the ultimate thing was to get that get her daughter to come back home and it didn't work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know, but let me ask you, do you think because I thought she was a little over the top? I did this. It was me. It was I that solved this. Nobody wanted it's and I'm like, okay, we know it's you. <laughs> Like it's too, too much. All right, Phyllis, we get it. Um, and then that whole conversation. Oh my goodness, because there was two. That was the uh the video chat with both of them, with uh Jack and Nick at uh the Grand Phoenix, and then the individual one that Phyllis had at uh Crimson Lights by herself. Oh my God, girl, I lost it. That scene was so sad. what did you say? Can you hear me?
2: Uh, you said you lost it. Why did you? Why did you say you lost it?
0: No, that scene that mm-hmm. Phyllis had at Crimson Lights with Summer. Oh okay. Oh my God, I was like, I was her three weeks ago. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was. I I just feel bad for Phyllis. You can yeah. tell that she. Mrs. Summer and she wants, she wanted, she really wanted her to come back home, but she yeah. got to go, and not make her feel. She doesn't want to make Summer feel bad for deciding to choose her career and mm-hmm. build her future and not come back to Genoa City.
0: Yeah, but I mean, she kind of took it out on the man though, because she took it out on Jack and Nick, and the, you know, Nick. I mean, Jack was trying to you know, take it in stride for a minute. And she was like, but what about, it? I mean, she got into an emotional stance about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I drew the line. Cause I got <laughs> the, the part about your child moving away. Okay. I, I connected on that. Yeah. But to tell, I, I don't think, especially knowing that you know, your child put themselves in a position where they can be successful to say, I want you to come back home and go back to what you were trying to progress from, I think that's incredibly selfish.
2: I agree. Yeah. She, um, I I, I feel like she did definitely overreact in this situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and she needed to revert back to basically what she told Kyle when Summer first left is that, you know, she's trying to build her future. And by mm-hmm. a job out there, that's definitely something that is going to set her up in the future. Right. She's seizing a good opportunity. So, you know, why make her feel bad about that? And, because you want her to come back to small little gentle city
0: to sit up under you and hang out with Lauren I mean it's like there's no way like right now that was one of the reasons that um, my daughter moved out of state because she got a better opportunity better hours same company that she had here but it was a better position for her to go there Mm -hmm. how would I look to say yeah but you need to stay here just because I need to keep you close that's not fair I mean, and especially with them being at that age in their 20s where it's like, okay, you got to set yourself up for your future. This is what you like. And Phyllis said, you know, the same thing. All of those things that I built into her to be, now she's using them and now you feel in some kind of way about it.
1: Right.
0: And I remember having that same conversation with my sister. She said, listen, this is what you put, this, this is what you planned for her. This is why you, told her to go to college and get her degree and go into this and that you set her up for this. Now she's fulfilling that purpose. So, I mean, I know I'm kind of tagging the two situations, but it would be, it's incredibly selfish for for me to been preparing, you know, your kids for doing something like this for all these years. And then when, once they get that, because it's not in the same space that you are in, that you're going to be mad about that or be selfish and say, I don't understand why you can't come home. The other part of Phyllis is that I didn't like is her saying, I did all this for you. I did all of this for you. I'm like, "Uh, you don't have to be, uh, (laughs) try to throw that in her face and use this leverage. What to make her feel some kind of way. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. You did this with me. Okay. I'm coming back home. Right. You know, I thought that was crazy.
2: Yeah, I was kinda by the, the end of the second conversation she had with Summer, um
1: mm-hmm.
2: when it was just her and Summer, I was I was over the her sadness of Summer not deciding not to come back home. So it was just mm-hmm. going to Hear her continue to rant about it to
0: Jack and to
1: Nick or whoever. Mm-hmm.
0: In her talk, it's like Phyllis just let it go. <laughs> yeah, let it go. I mean, it's unfortunate that they you know, Summer came out the winner in this deal. She got the job of a lifetime. She's in one of the biggest fashion cities in the in the world, mm-hmm. and she got her dude back. Yep. So what's the problem? Just because she ain't sitting up under you?
1: Right.
0: You know, and yeah, at that point, I'm like, okay, Phyllis, I had an emotional moment with you because I connect on certain parts, but I was like, I got to draw a line right here. You're doing too much. <laughs> yeah. Little, I, I feel like um,
2: she acts like a spoiled brat at times when she doesn't get what she wants. And that's what exactly. I feel like the situation. Like all of the whining that she was doing, Mm -hmm. Nick and Jack like all of the it was like temper tantrums and I'm like she sounds she literally sounds like a five-year-old kid who didn't get the toy that she wanted in the store
0: exactly (laughs) exactly so that did you have anything else on that interaction because then I wanted to move on with something else with Phyllis
2: um not not necessarily feelings, but there were mm-hmm. There's a couple other things I want to talk about as far as okay. their situation of moving in the line. Okay. Um. The the idea that he thought having Harrison come out there,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I I I don't. That doesn't make sense to me.
0: That okay, boy, explain.
2: The little boy barely knows you.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: and you're wanting to take him away from the only father he's ever known his entire life to a, a whole other country regardless of what Ashland State is he's still he's still in the condition right now where he's able to take care of Harrison mm-hmm. he's able to still communicate with him and do things with him and you you want to take this dying man's son and have him move to a completely different country when you've only known him for a few months, like
0: mm-hmm. that? that, barely. Might- I think what a month or
1: two.
2: Yeah, there's nothing mm-hmm. about that that makes sense to me. So I, I, just,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I'm just interested to see, and it sounds like that that's maybe that's what's going to happen. But like, how do you get Ashlyn to go from, um, him, pretty much not really wanting Colin having anything to do with Harrison to now he's going to let him. Leave the country and, and live with Summer and Kyle, who, like he said, they have no experience raising a child.
0: Mm, okay, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Um,
2: I, I just think. Selfish of Kyle to even come up with that idea.
0: I honestly think that that's a writer's flaw because, from what I found out, is that they're writing out both Harrison and Tara, yeah. so. <laughs> You know, the thing is, is that if that's the case, they're looking for an easy out to get this boy off screen, which well, sucks terrible, right? because you as as hard. And see, I honestly believe that because remember, they gave that girl a year contract, Elizabeth Laner, right? Yeah, they wrote. And I, that's what I was talking about on previous podcast calls was the fact that the way that they're writing her they're going to end up writing her into a corner now i remember the suggestion that you gave which was well if she's going to be on contract they'll figure out a way to quickly get her out of jail Mm -hmm. well from that what we saw this week she's moving back to new york and serve time there okay which huh
2: it makes me wonder what happened behind the scenes
0: what I think happened is that everybody kind of gravitated to the whole, to the guy that plays Chris, um, Ashlyn Locke and that whole chemistry that he has with Victoria and where that storyline could go, which is farther versus what they could have did with Elizabeth Laner. Because who's going to, if Kyle is out, because I think when they put her on contract, Michael Mueller wasn't out yet. But once he ended his contract, I mean, that would have because originally, if he had a stayed, they probably would have pursued that relationship, which is what it looked like it was going to be anyway, because of the the subliminal messages and the nonverbal communication and the looks and stuff, which is why Summer was leaving as well, you know to go get away from that situation. But I think what happened when Michael Mueller realized that, you know, I guess whatever contract negotiations didn't work, they were like, well, what are we going to do with this Tara character? She's ostracized herself throughout town. Nobody wants to deal with her. So what's the trade-off? Let's keep the guy that plays Ashlyn Locke, twist the storyline with him, and and ship the whole Tara storyline and her son out the door.
1: I feel like so I, mm-hmm. they could
2: easily transitioned her over to being in the middle of the storyline with Ashlyn and Victoria, though, or even getting into more trouble with Sally. Like I don't feel like there was absolutely nothing that they could do with her character.
0: Like, I, I mean, don't... but that's but that's what look at what we got going on with the whole Mariah storyline. It's just terrible writing. I actually had a, we'll talk about that later. I don't, I don't want to jump ship on this one, but if they say, you know what, out, you know, the, the writers are like, okay, you know what, the tor- the Tara storyline is out. We lost Michael Miller. Let's let's see if we can get the guy to play Ashton Locke to stay. We got more meat with that. We can twist that up, maybe throw him a miracle cure, and then he takes over Newman em- Enterprises, which is what they seem to be hinting toward, which is what Victor's whole speech was about. We'll get into that, too. But yeah, I think they did a quick write-out by saying, you know what? We're going to ship him out when we're done. We can't do nothing with that storyline and call it a day. And uh, Hunter King just announced that she's out at Young and the Restless as of yesterday. So 'Cause we've been waiting for that.
2: <laughs> I feel like and, they gave up on the terror character too easy. What'd you say? I feel like they gave up on the terror character too easy, easy. Of
0: course. Because that of course
2: storyline with Kyle. I feel like like yeah, that was that was a good storyline, but mm-hmm. I feel like the, they could have built a storyline around Ashley and Victoria and that relationship even better because in my opinion Tara fits and looks better in that area than she did with Kyle and Summer because she, to me, she seemed too mature and a little, I don't know, older than them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Be mixed up in a triangle with, with those two in that storyline. Yeah, so I I feel like Tara and Victoria would have been mm-hmm. a better matchup as far as them being rivals than Tara and Summer. Because that just
0: seems like an adult picking on a kid, basically. Yeah. I mean, they could have went different. I mean, as much as just say, but the problem is they threw in the fraud storyline. So by Phyllis finding out, because at that point, just say Lauren didn't find out about the books from Phyllis and how she was siphoning money from her company to wherever. There was no actual crime. All she did was put a you know, you take this, you tell your family I'm taking the kid. She didn't even c- commit kidnapping because it was her child and um Kyle didn't have any legal rights to the kid. Ashlyn did. Now he could file for kidnapping, but he was nowhere near that at that point. When they brought in that fraud storyline, that was it because it's now like, okay, you going to jail for uh, white collar crimes so I'm like okay yeah she's done and, and of course I, I saw that you know that she was out and mm-hmm. I'm like okay well that that goes that. I was wondering I'm like how's this girl gonna be on contract for a year and they're writing her into a corner well they obviously had a change of heart so
1: <laughs> I feel
2: like that was a missed opportunity
0: I, it, it was they could have moved her into that whole arena with Victoria They could have moved her across the way with Sally over to Adam. Mm -hmm. Who knows? She could have worked under um, Chloe. I mean, she has a shoe line. Why not take that shoe line under that fashion line? They could have did a lot of stuff with Tara lot, Yeah. But they said, you know what, we ain't gonna go off into all of that. We'll just cut the kid and Tara and be gone.
2: That's why it makes me wonder what happened behind the scenes. Like, what? Why did they make that decision? Was it something personal with her, or was it was she not happy with the contract, or like that's why I'm. I, what I'm wondering. I
0: honestly think that it was driven by Michael Miller's exit because that her storyline was built around him, and when he decided not to continue, or you know, with his contract or whatever instead of them saying, let's move her over, they just pretty much said, well, that just killed that storyline that we planned.
2: Because you could say the same thing about um, I can't think of her real name, the actress that plays Sally. Because her storyline pretty much from the beginning has been built around Kyle and Summer and trying to
1: figure out but that's, what that threw them over. So well,
0: that's, that's that, the thing, but see, so, Sally didn't commit no actual crime. And so, I mean, yes, she finagled, she manipulated, she ethically moved some stuff around when it comes to interpersonal relationships with people. But because of the fact that they put her in a position where she didn't actually commit a crime, they wrote that fraud in knowing that they had no direction for her to get her off screen. So all they did was with Courtney Hope, because I know Courtney Hope is like, okay, since this ain't going nowhere, what you doing with me? But it makes logical sense for Courtney to go over to, um, what is their line called? Is it still Chelsea 2.0 or whatever? I don't know what that line is over over there, but um, yeah, they just was like, "Up, all we got to do is cut to the right and put her right up on the Chloe. She wanted to be a big designer anyway. Let her, get, let Chloe give her autonomy. That was too easy." That, yeah, her. That,
2: that's what I'm saying, is they were able to figure out another place to move Sally when they could have easily, they could have easily made the same excuse of well, we kind of built, her storyline has been built around Kyle and Summer since she got here and since both of them are leaving and we got to figure out a way to, to get her out because why have her here? It's the same thing mm-hmm. with Tara. They built her storyline around Kyle and Summer but instead of moving her over to, like you just said, there would have been two different ways that they could have sent her. They could have pushed her back on over to Sally and had her work with them or, like I've been saying, they could have done this whole triangle or some type of drama with Ashlyn and Victoria and they chose not to. So it's like they made the decision to not build on her character by putting her in another storyline where they could have easily done so, but they didn't do that with the Sally character. They decided to Keep her instead of pushing her off the show like they're doing with
0: Tara's character. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, as much as I could see, you know, like what we were talking about, if I had a choice, I would prefer them to keep Sally. If I had a choice, um, it both. But at but at the end of the day, hey, the money they cut the checks. So. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out why didn't
2: they keep both.
0: Like, is there... Because, uh, hey, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about this too forever, but the reality of it all is, and it's unfortunate, that, like you say, because we've discussed the directions that they could go in with Tara. They just chose not to do it. So
2: takes away from the drama. Like, I didn't like Tara, but I liked her there for the drama. So now the only person there to, to do the scheming and all that kind of stuff that Sally I like when there's more than one schemer on the show
0: well it looks like they're making it and taking this in a direction well Ashlyn got something in his back pocket so now he's the new schemer I honestly believe that by Victor having that conversation yesterday or Thursday about his intentions mm-hmm. I'm like yeah y'all trying to point directions on where this is trying to go I mean, I could be wrong, but it's like, at first you were going to kill this man off and keep Tara. Now you're going to take Tara out and now this man all of a sudden wants to get treatment? Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Which sucks because I I really wanted Ashlyn and Victoria to work out. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't want this to end up in a situation where he was using her
0: to Oh, I'm here for it. Because one thing I like about Bold and Beautiful back in the day is Hostile Takeovers. It's just made for interesting drama than everybody sleeping with everybody. I mean, it's okay. But, you know, I like the fact that they need to get back to that. You know, I mean, because this is all about, you got three of the top corporations in GC, which is Jabot Cosmetics. You got um, Newman Enterprises Chancellor is kind of off the grid. We don't hear much about it. But then you got these little smaller companies like Adams Company, and then you got Billy and Lily's company. So we need some shakeups. We need that high level corporate type drama. That Ashland is the Loch Ness monster that everybody talked about when he came on. Was this a high end plot that now that he's no longer ill? I'm in a position to take over Newman Enterprise. <laughs>
3: yeah. That
0: would be great because that's the biggest coup that we've probably seen in the last 10 years and he was able to do it and get past Victor Newman. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, yep. I, I like the whole, I like
1: that
2: idea too. The mm-hmm. I just don't, I just hate that it's going to be at the expense of that relationship that Victoria built with him because I wanted to see Victoria happy because they just seem so good together.
0: Yeah, they do. But, you know, how the world of soap operas are, those types. I mean, Sheila Carter, as much as people hate her, she brought the drama to the show. So does Quinn. Phyllis used to bring the drama, but she's absolutely annoying lately. (laughs) But You know, those, the Adam characters, those are the guys and gals that tend to bring in that awakening to the fans to be like, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. So yes, we do get the romance and everything out of it, but the other part of that drama is when you have the other villainous characters. And if Ashton Locke is going to be that, if they write him to all of a sudden have a a, a cure that just oh my god the cancer is gone what a miracle and now he's healthy strong and realized that he is part owner of newman enterprises and lock industries oh that could turn into something real bad Yeah, (laughs) yeah and you know and honestly i'm here for it because you know one thing i will say Victoria has spent the last year thumbing up her nose, looking down at people, being mean to Lily, and all this old type of stuff. And I'm not saying that she deserves what happens to her because that relationship, I like the fact that she met her match and they have great chemistry. But in soap world, things don't last that long. <laughs> so,
1: you're right.
0: So uh, if if there's a switch up and he flipped the script on her like we do in our show, <laughs> it would be very interesting to watch. So, yeah. anywho, girl, that's that and so I'm thinking that's why they decided to say scrap the whole terror situation and let's go with the bigger fish and see what we can do with the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. You wanted her to jump in that triangle.
2: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird for to hear me say to my myself say poor Victoria, but I kind of feel sorry for Victoria.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean she spent the last year being extremely ruthless and mean to everybody.
2: She has. She's she definitely has.
0: Yeah. You know, and this man comes and softens her up. Well, she honestly, like I said, probably about three, four months ago, she went in this agenda looking to merge the company. She happened to fall in love in the process of it all.
1: Right.
0: Yep. So,
1: uh,
0: let's see. Okay, so we were talking about um, Phyllis and all of that. Okay, so back to Phyllis. So. In the process of Phyllis having a conversation, did you think that because Nick didn't connect with her in that moment over over uh, Summer, she ran off thinking that she was going to connect with Jack? Did you think Nick felt some kind of way about that? Remember that scene?
2: Yeah, yeah, because that was... It was like she... Yes, I do think that she went to Jack because she thought Jack was going to have the same feelings that she did Mm -hmm. about um, not only Kyle leaving but the possibility that Harrison is also going to be going out there to live which means that he's not going to have his son or his grandson there.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: and Jack, I mean, Jack kind of was a little more um, empathetic to how Phyllis was feeling but he still wasn't anywhere near, you know,
0: dramatic about it and she was right yep i was like you gonna run off to connect with jack because you didn't get the emotional response from nick but nick is also summer's father right so i mean it's not like you was talking to a perfect stranger she always look at summer as my daughter and it's like that's Nick's daughter too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know? I I guess I just don't understand what she wanted in that moment. She just want does she want someone else to be miserable and, and unhappy about this situation? Of course. Like she and that's like that's it. Because that's all you're gonna get out of it. Like even if Jack says to you, Oh gosh, yes, this is horrible. This is the worst day of my life. My son isn't coming back. Oh, poor me, poor you. And then what? They're still. They're still on the line. So, Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. that. Yeah, I think I messaged you and I was like, she's getting on my nerves this
1: week.
0: I mean, seriously. I mean, you want somebody to subscribe to the emotional state of mind of selfishness that you're in. I'm mad because my daughter chose the better life for herself and she won't come back home because I want her to go shopping with me every week. And it's like, and Nick is like, you know what, I understand where you're coming from, but she has to make the best decision for her, and then she gets mad and run off and goes to run with Jack. And I'm like, really, Phyllis? So again, she's being, like you just said earlier, Keisha, mm-hmm. she has this bratty mentality like, I need to get what I want. She didn't get what she wanted in that moment with Nick, which is the reaction that she expected him to have, and she go and ran off to Jack. Right, And then she thought she was going to get the same reaction out of Jack. And Jack was like, right. yeah, I'm going to miss him. But they got to live their life. And then she kind of get mad at him, too. Yep. And it's like, girl, every, everybody don't have to agree with your state of mind that you in. Right. Girl, mm-mm. I was so over Phyllis. Like I said, I, had, I, I connected with her. On the moment of her daughter having distance between them, I get it, but all that other stuff that she was doing, I'm like, you doing too much,
1: girl. Yeah, please,
0: um, yeah. I'm over, and then I'm over. I was over that. I mean, it's like you, you, need to go, go get some, some, go talk to somebody if you having an, an a, a, a attachment issues with your you know your daughter or whatever because she's not there and it's to the point where you yelling at people and getting mad at people for not sharing that same mindset you need to go talk to somebody about that right. <laughs> you know I mean seriously um, and then she takes it a step further so they're at society her and Jack having a conversation Adam comes in and she's pissed because Sally has moved on with her life right and it's like, how is she sitting over there, laughing and keying it up with Chloe? Why, my daughter? Here she go, My daughter is away. She had my daughter gone, and you know, and she's over there like nothing's ever happened. And I'm like, and Jack is like, would you stop staring? <laughs> yeah. What was your thoughts on that? I just
2: again, she just she needs to let it go. Um, like, is she going to spend the rest of her life approaching Sally every time she sees her in public, or um, approaching the people that are talking to Sally, and and then running down the list of things that she did to Summer to try mm-hmm. to get them to you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. find something else to do, Phyllis. I don't like you know Sally. I don't like Sally either right now, but like she she you got your payback. She was exposed. Jack doesn't want anything to do with her. She lost her job with Lauren, so like just le- let it go. <laughs> and then and yes. at the same mm-hmm. at the same time Sally also needs to let it go because she you know, you're going to regret ever doing this to me and so I don't know if that means that now Sally it, I feel like it's a circle with her. She does something, she gets caught, and then now she wants revenge on that person that caught her doing
0: what she was doing. And then, now that happened before the Chloe job offer, right? Uh, I can't remember. I think that was, Why? yeah, because they ran into each other before Chloe offered her that job. And that's when that happened. But Chloe told her listen, I now that everything is on the table. I know everything about you. You mm-hmm. just got to disregard that, and I'm going to make you a star. So that's where, at this point, Sally needs to just let all that mess go. I was gonna yeah, say that's else. what I'm hoping she does. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, but I will say I got to give props to Adam in that moment. I
2: was expecting I li- to do
0: something more than that when you told me about it. And I'm like, that's awesome. Listen.
2: I, well, I mean,
0: everybody's a reaction to things are different. So, of course, how you see it is going to be different than maybe how I saw it. So, it's understandable. <laughs> but Phyllis, I mean, she was speechless. And when he turned around, and she was, he, you know, of course, she was describing how could she bounce back on her feet after everything she's done. And he was like, "Oh, so he, she's just like you, I guess." You speaking about, it. yeah. <laughs> I mean I seriously he, I,
2: I was expecting him to like lay into her or something. I'm like, "Dang it."
0: <laughs> but oh I gosh. Guess, okay, I guess. well next time I'll just let you get the full effects <laughs> of it. And then you come I was back like, and say.
1: anticipating st- it.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, it hit, look, it hit me like that. So, I don't know. It hit with me like that, so I don't know.
3: Next time
0: I'll just say just okay so next time i see something that i find interesting i'll send you a message <laughs> and say i want you to watch this scene and tell me what you think okay <laughs> and i'll do it that way because you came in looking for i guess something major maybe because yeah. i thought it i thought it was pretty cool i mean i loved it but to you your reaction was like oh okay okay <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was. And that's understandable. Really like the he's he's good with his one liners and and not that that wasn't a good line like it was, but I thought I thought he was just like gonna
0: go in on her or something. But I, well, I mean, I get
2: where you're coming from,
0: right? yeah, uh, that's you know I I it needed to stop her from talking.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: please stop.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So did you have anything? Because we spent. Girl, we spent 40 minutes on Phyllis. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we got to move on. (laughs) We got to move on. Okay, so uh, let's move on into the whole Sally arena because, you know, she was left pretty much destitute. She had no job, no man, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, Chloe recognized who she was um, and Chloe wanted to offer a job. Of course, Phyllis tried to stop her. But I'm glad that Sally was completely transparent about mm-hmm. everything that has happened and yeah. allow Chloe to make a decision. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, me too, I was glad that she was upfront with her about everything and didn't hide anything or leave I don't, she didn't leave any details out
0: or any of that. No, so. nope. Which is and, what she
2: should have been doing with Jack all along.
0: Yep, she should have. You know, but she was so, you know, that's why they say the truth will set you free. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It definitely set her free because Chloe had no place to judge either. And I think that conversation landed on the right person in that moment. Sometimes you can put conversations like that. and It's like, oh, my God, you did that. Oh, wow. That is just whereas Chloe has done she shot some folks. She has done some crazy things herself. She just came off of being an accessory to attempted murder herself. Mm -hmm. So that whole situation was lightweight compared to the stuff that she was into. Right. You know, which she was like, you know what? Who am I to judge? Hey, I've been where you were. I don't know. if. mm." Chloe's been worse than where Sally was. She didn't try to kill no. Well, wait a minute. She did try to kidnap Flo. Yeah. Well, she, she did fake the illness. She Didn't try. She did do it. She did kidnap Flo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do appreciate the fact that Chloe didn't stand in judgment because of she knew who she was too.
2: She needs to push some of that on over to Adam.
0: <laughs> she did. <laughs> She did, because remember when, yes, so when um Chloe introduced Sally to Adam at the office, Adam was like, yeah, I know exactly who you are. Jack blah, 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 told me what. And so that's when Chloe was like, you know, I mean, yeah, you might know her background, but neither of us in this room has anything to stand on. And so Adam was like, you know what, Chloe, you're right. And so he just left her alone. So they were all that whole place is full of folks with bad histories.
2: <laughs> no, I mean like the understanding that she gave Sally when Sally explained oh. to her. She does. She need to get. out Oh, you mean to... Chloe
0: giving that understanding to right. Adam? Okay, I'm sorry, girl. I misunderstood oh, no, you. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, she does because she be. She's keeping Adam under a microscope
2: yeah which is annoying because this man is basically trying to rebuild your brain Mm -hmm. and you're being a jerk to him every second you get
0: yep it's crazy but I think because of the fact that what happened to Delia Mm -hmm. and that's the issue with Billy too is that because something personal Sally have never did anything personal to uh, to Chloe which is why Chloe's like oh yeah I gotta pass too but because of the fact that what has happened is so close to Chloe when it comes to her, her firstborn daughter that's where the issue is and I think like I said they both need to figure out how to work through that you know and then this whole thing with she, she blames what's happening with Chelsea on Adam too uh, Chelsea chose to stay in that right you know? You know, and she won't make Chelsea accountable for that. She always want to blame that. Oh, it's Adam's fault that you, you know, that you were the one that drove her to all of this. No, she chose to stay in all of that. So. Right. Anywho, um, what did you think about the conversation, since we talking about Adam, that Chelsea had with Adam? Did it seem like she's trying to get back with him? Yes, it did seem that way. Because I'm like, I... what? Go ahead.
2: Oh, I, I didn't really have anything to say about oh. it. She she obviously was trying to, to see if maybe there was still something there between them. Which, I mean, look at the other stuff that they've put each other through in the past. Look at what Adam did to her and he took her, or she still took him back. So it wasn't a far-fetched idea for her to ask because mm-hmm. they're still, uh, you know... Um, is it possible for us to to work things out? Because they, I don't know, they go back and forth and they do things to each other and then they change their minds about how they feel about each other. So I wasn't really shocked. I, okay. It seemed like it was possibly moving that way when she started to say, when she was telling Chloe about how she was she letting let go, go of, of um, um, the, the stuff that he's done. done.
1: You still, still there?
0: Okay. I don't know what happened. I have on my ear pods and I think my ear pods switched off of my iPad, which is what I do the uh, platform on and switched over to my phone. Cause I started hearing music and I'm like, what
1: happened?
0: <laughs> 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 and yeah, I was is, getting
2: feedback from like, I can hear myself talking.
0: Yeah, that it was, I think it was my iPods because I have all Apple products. And what happens is, is that if I have my ear in, it'll, it'll connect to the nearest thing that's open uh-huh. and my phone open and it connected to my phone instead of the platform that we were on, on my iPad. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. for so that, uh, technical difficulties, we got that fixed and I, I you were talking. So what were okay. you saying? I didn't hear it. Uh,
2: so I was just talking about the, you asked me what I thought about um, Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. Adam, if there was a chance that they could get, uh, things could work out again between them. And my, my thought on that was, I wasn't really surprised that that question came up because it seemed like she was going that direction mm-hmm. um, when she was telling Chloe how she was kind of letting go of, of the anger that she had towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like they've they've done this to each other in the past where one does something to the other like they absolutely hate each other and then next thing you know they want to be together again so I was a little I guess I was more surprised that Adam completely closed the door on her and said no like
0: that's not going to happen yes he did he's like mm, I'm sorry we, we're done yeah. now this is my thought. I'm thinking they're taking Adam into a new romance.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the romance that I actually think they're going to pursue, I don't think they're going to put him with Sharon. I actually Mm -hmm. think they're going to put him with Sally. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Me either. Because bringing her onto the firm, and plus Sally's sister, Chanel, I think they say her name, is. I'm like, okay what happened to Coco yeah yeah where did it, this girl come from <laughs> yeah this, she got an uh, it's uh I forget is it Chanel or something I forgot the girl Chanel Spectra or whatever um they're bringing this other girl in which that goes but you know what that's that's interesting because like you say they could have kept Tara instead of bringing this new girl on I okay. don't know anywho now that we bring now that we talk about that um but i would be here for it if they put sally with adam me too that would be interesting to watch yeah because she has a fiery personality he has a dark personality since they're not going to put him with Sharon, Chelsea is obviously now out of the question, and that will create a triangle when Chelsea comes back, mm-hmm. because Chelsea is coming back to work for the company.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that
0: would definitely. Ooh, yeah, that would that would be good. Yes, it would. And just say while she's been gone, him and 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 Sally has now. Made this whole relationship grow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now here comes Chelsea, you know, like, well, what is this? Because remember, in Chelsea's head, it's always been Sharon. Mm. Well, no, and now it's Sally, and she worked for the company. Yeah. Could you imagine those two? You got the con artist and you got Sally Spectra going up against each other over Adam. Yeah, that
2: that, would, that that's definitely going to bring some interesting drama.
0: It Would and my question is, where would that leave Chloe? Because Chloe absolutely loved having Sally, and you know he, she's trying to make Sally the face of the brand and yeah. getting out and interviewing people and making her a star. Chelsea is definitely going to feel some kind of way about that.
2: Yeah, because her best friend and her ex.
0: Exactly writers are you listening you need <laughs> us to come over there and tell you what to do get some ideas.
2: give you some ideas
0: <laughs> girl i would be so here for that because i've not been in a triangle in a very long time i mean it was an imaginary well i don't know i mean that whole uh sharon chelsea thing okay whatever but to be in a bona fide triangle where Adam is actually in a relationship
1: mm-hmm.
0: with Sally, oh yeah, I would definitely be here for that. And Chelsea come back and like, what the... Yep. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely... And, and
0: what would you say?
2: I I was just going to say, I'd definitely be here for that one.
0: Yeah. And especially if Chloe is going to side for, for Sally over her bestie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's the direction that they're going because they're going somewhere with Adam, especially since he closed the door on Chelsea. Yeah,
1: you
0: know. So we'll definitely see about that. Um, did you have anything else on that storyline? Um, no, no, there wasn't there wasn't really anything else that came up. No, um, best with that. Okay. Um, then let's just, uh, oh, let's talk about Nick walking in on Moses and Faith's first kiss, so. I missed that. That was yesterday.
2: I saw, I saw them, um, I was kind of watching my, watching it on the go, because mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to get home until late last night. So I saw Moses and Faith were hanging out at her house, or at her mm-hmm. grandparents' house, at, at Victor and Nikki's house, and they were swimming. hmm But I missed
0: I missed Nick walking in on them kissing. Well, they walk he walked in on them kissing at Chancellor Park. Oh, okay. Cuz that's where that kiss happened. Okay. So I miss that. Yeah, they went for a walk and you know, uh, this is where Faith was like I don't want to no longer take it slow. I want to be more than friends. And he was like, are you sure he really wants to be more than friends? And then they start holding, playing with each other's fingers. And then the next thing they went in for a kiss and then Nick came around that corner.
1: <laughs>
0: what <are you> <laughs> He was like, what is going on here? And that was all we got.
2: Oh, snap! so I must have that. I must not have finished the entire episode yesterday. If yeah, that, that scene shows.
0: was really quick. Okay. Um, I mean, you you would have gotten the bulk of that scene of of, of Faith and Moses just talking, mm-hmm. but that kiss and him coming around the corner was like ten seconds.
2: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And well. then they turned around and looked, and of course Faith looking like a deer in headlight, and then that was all we got. We didn't know. We don't know what happened. I haven't. Dang, I haven't seen Monday's episode. I'm. I'm behind. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to watch that today. But, um, yeah, I we didn't get much after that. So we don't know what her reaction is going to be, what else Nick is going to say. I guess we'll mm-hmm. get that this My coming goodness. week. Okay. But one of the things I remember you saying is Faith wanted it to take it slow. She's been playing cat and mouse, but again, she's a young girl. She's new to this. A lot has been going on in her life, because Moses wanted to move further a while ago. Am I correct?
2: Yeah, a few weeks ago, it was when he first brought it up to her, and she kind of freaked out and said she only wanted to be
0: friends, but that wasn't truly how she felt. Exactly. And so now she, because she did it a little bit, she was like, uh, I, I think I want to be friends and then she was like are you sure about that and she was like no I want to be more than friends and I'm like okay girl I, I get it you 16 <laughs> I give it to you 15 16 you don't know but um, yeah so finally they decided to do that and then the kiss happened and Nick happened so okay and that's all we got in that scene Um, do you think he's going to overreact Nick
1: hmm Just your um, perception.
2: I don't think so because Nick, Nick likes Moses
1: mm-hmm.
3: and
2: I, I think if it was a kid that he didn't like, like if there were issues there with Moses, he probably would but he likes him so I, I think he's going to have like a certain conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I don't think he'll overreact just because he knows him and he knows Divine, and he knows he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. So... I think it'll just be a conversation and not a, not an overreaction of
0: what he saw. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely see what his response is going to be. Yeah. So, um, let's get this whole Mariah situation out of. I had a conversation with a guy on social on Facebook the other day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and his statement was this storyline makes no absolute sense whatsoever. And I was saying, right. And (laughs) I told him, I said, I absolutely agree with you because you started out one way with chance. And now you're just all over the place. What are you doing with the Mm storyline? So, you know, I know we talk about it, but to hear other fans see the same thing, it's like, okay, I'm not just crazy. It's like, what are you doing with this storyline? Right.
2: Yeah, I I don't I really don't have an opinion on what's going on with them because it's still it's the same thing as it's been week after week is, uh, with the exception of now they're finally taking it more serious and, um, uh, Ray is actually like looking into it from the you know police officer side of things and not just from being a concerned friend and Sharon's husband, but that yeah. that's the
0: only thing that's changed. You know, the crazy thing about this is that the way that the writing was set up around the baby storyline is that everybody was getting their attorneys. They bought Brittany on. They bought Amanda on. We doing this. And then just say Mariah was doing everything that they said she was doing for the last, what, month and a half almost? Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. folks have been tiptoeing around well, she says she needs to give us space. She, You're carrying cargo that don't belong to you. All right. There's legal papers around. So, in order to sniff out this, just say, in this case, we know that she's being kidnapped. If they said in some of these messages, instead of like, oh, okay, let us know and tiptoeing around, maybe they should have came at the messenger, whoever that may be, which We still don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what? We got legal papers. We got contracts at hand. I understand you feel feeling some kind of way, but if you don't come back to town and let us know what's going on with our child, we will seek legal ramifications. Maybe, Mm -hmm. or get the cop, or get uh, law enforcement involved, or whatever. And maybe that would have forced out, or the way that this could have been written, is to force out the person who is the perpetrator behind this. No, they wrote this storyline for the last several weeks of people just tiptoeing around. Oh, um, and you got no phone calls. She missing doctor's appointments and all this kind of stuff, and y'all tiptoeing. I wonder yeah. if the
2: writers are still trying to figure out who they want to make the bad guy, and that's why. Of course,
0: him. they they don't know what to do. Exactly, yeah. you are absolutely correct. Yeah, they started the storyline one way. Cause I think this storyline goes all the way back to December when Donnie Boaz left out of that role of Chance. Mm-hmm. We're now in August, so in eight months you don't know what to do with this Mariah, uh, with this pregnancy storyline. Right. You bring in new people on. You didn't brought on a Tara. You didn't brought on Ashlyn. You didn't brought on all these folks, but you can't find Chance. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it don't make no sense and then we had the guy that plays Stitch pop on now we don't even see him at all yeah and Mm -hmm. with
2: that one so Devon found out about um Nate getting that job and he He didn't connect the dots nope I was expecting him to say oh really because that's the job that um Abby said Stitch got he didn't say anything about it
0: no no and I was it's, expecting that to be the
2: point when everybody started to suspect him because, well, why is Stitch in town? Because he didn't get that job and he lied about it. So we need to be looking for him
0: because he's exactly, up to something. Exactly. It's stupid. So now it's I'm stupid. like,
2: Are, is Stitch just out of the picture now? And they just decided not to do anything or go anywhere with his character in the storyline?
0: <laughs> I'm so confused. Exactly. I think you, me and thousands of other fans is like, why is this storyline? Bring it to an end. Let us know who the who the person is. Usually when there's a captor or whatever, you we get to see a face or something. And you notice nothing.
2: Nina Nina wasn't in the scenes this week when they were. Yeah, they said that she's
0: back in LA.
2: Yeah, so now they're making her look suspicious again.
0: My yeah. yeah, they remember they asked where Nina was, and they was like, "Oh, she had to take a job down in L.A." So I'm like, "Okay, so now Nina's in MIA, Stitch is MIA, Chance has been MIA for the longest." Yeah, and it's like, and you got a Mariah locked up in this room. She's having hallucinations about talking to, to uh Tessa, and all this old kind of stuff, and it's like. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Come on. And then Ray is being passive. You rush the judgment with Adam thinking mm-hmm. that he poisoned you, but you can't rush the judgment with this.
3: Mhm. uh uh
0: <laughs> You convicted the wrong person who attempted to take your life, but with this situation, well, we don't have enough evidence. And we don't know for sure. And we need mm-hmm. proof. You didn't need proof when you were investigating other stuff. Yeah. And even Sharon still. <laughs> yes. Yep.
2: Even Sharon is still like, uh, you know, oh, well, maybe, you know, she just really, she just really needed time to herself or I don't know what Sharon said this last time, but even she was still kind of passive uh, Yeah, about the whole thing.
0: That's why, and there's, and I was, you know, Tessa has the absolute correct response. Abby has been back and forth. And I'm like, this girl is carrying your child. And you are like, well, maybe I'm pushing too much. Are you serious? Right. And as for Sharon, there is no way if my daughter was pregnant out there and I haven't talked to her for two weeks and she's missing doctor's appointments. I'm only barely getting text messages, and she don't want to come home. I'm girl. I'm tearing down heaven and earth trying to find out where she is. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's just not realistic.
2: It's not at all.
0: You know, it's it's like get the storyline over with and out the door. If you don't know what to give these actors for work, then you know, move them into another storyline. I mean, mm. you already have um, Sharon into the Ray thing. Okay, if you move an Adam out of that whole thing, what you gonna give them next? Y'all got too many people on screen? You don't know what to do with? I, mean, right. <laughs> like, I don't know, girl. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. None yeah, of us do. So <laughs> none of us do. But, I mean, finally, Ray launched a official police investigation but it took him using I guess some technology where they the, the mess, the the signal on the phone was being scrambled about where she is and all that. Okay, well hopefully just close the storyline up and be done with it. Let's be right. done with it. Get this girl back home let her have this baby figure out what, whether chance is going to be with Abby or not and keep it moving.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all right, and then we got. The, did you have anything else on that girl? Nope, nothing at all. Okay. The last part of the storyline is Victor, Victoria, and and Ashlyn Locke. So, Ashlyn and Victoria are engaged. They go and break the news to Nikki and Victor. Nikki seems okay with it. Victor at first seems iffy, but then he claimed that he was okay with it, right?
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. he offered to pay for that girl' wedding. Yeah. What was your thoughts about that? Did you think he was being sincere in that moment? Because for a moment, I thought he was. I yeah, I thought
2: I thought he was as well. Hmm. Um, so when he kind of flip when he went to go visit Ashlyn I was like oh well, maybe he is mm-hmm. he does still have his little um, senses up and you know question <clears throat> what, what he's really doing
1: mm-hmm.
2: so, and it, and it, so the first time that I started to think because I, this whole time I've been I, I thought that Ashlyn was genuine about his feelings for Victoria and he, he so may too. still be Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be one of those situations where he really is trying to get his, you know, get his, uh, get, be in charge of the companies and this is his way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, during the process of him doing that, he actually did fall in love with Victoria. But the first time that I really, like, started thinking that maybe he was using her, um, was when, she offered to. I think it was when he offered. She offered to take him to, or to go with him to his doctor's appointment, and he was adamant about. No, I don't. You know, I don't need you to come. I'll be fine. Blah blah blah. And then she was like, "Well, just at least let me drop you off." And at first he said no, and then he was like, "Okay, you can drop me off."
1: Mm-hmm. So that,
2: him like, I guess not wanting her at the appointment, is like. I wonder if he's doing that because he's not really getting treated for anything
0: yeah that's and and that's why i'm saying they're dropping clues and hints yeah bringing us to the point that there may be something up and you know what here's the crazy thing is that there's been you know people in the facebook groups actually saying that like months ago I mm-hmm. bet you this is a setup. He trying yeah. to get a hold to that company, but I, and I think they weren't going to go that direction. I think they're changing it because, why yeah. all of a sudden, you know, he's getting his treatment because he was adamant about not yeah. getting it. Yeah, he
2: sure was. And and then I've all it's always been odd to me that somebody like Ashlyn mm-hmm. just completely let go of the fact that Victor. Um, not blackmail, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he to, mm-hmm. with the whole heart right. attack thing, forced him right to sign over his company, or he wasn't going to call the ambulance on so, I mean, him. I'm like, as as ruthless as people keep saying Ashlyn is, right? For him to just roll over on that whole incident and not try to get any type of like payback on Victor blows my mind. So when he said to Victor, when they um, when they were talking about that whole thing, or when Victor was questioning him about like if he was using Victoria, and he said something about, um, you know, like, you think I'm faking my illness, but you, what would you do if if I like passed out or or fell to the ground or whatever it was he saved to Victor he was like mm-hmm. you I know what you're talking call? about you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. He was like would you hold off on calling the ambulance or mm-hmm. and he kind of said it in a junky manner. And and that was the other thing that got me thinking like he hasn't forgotten about that. So Nope. He, he I wonder if he is, you know, using this whole thing in a roundabout way. Like he's going about it the cold hearted, ruthless way by using Victoria's feelings for him, Victor's daughter. To get his revenge on Victor and possibly getting that company back and not only his company, but Newman as
0: well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the re- they brought this guy to the show calling him ruthless. And I mean, Kyle used to say it all the time he'll chew you up and spit you out. He's ruthless. They call him the Loch Ness Monster, blah, 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 blah. So we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen that exactly. (laughs) We've seen Tara, but we haven't seen Ashlyn come in as this, you know, this monster that the the writers introduced him as. Right? Would it be possible that this is the monster coming out that we haven't actually seen yet? And that's why I'm like, I'm when we were talking at the beginning of the of the show. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that would be the biggest hostile takeover. Because he, I mean, it's one thing that he took down Victor's company, but he used his daughter to do daughter it. To
3: do it. Yep. That's no. crazy.
2: Victor, neither Victor nor Adam will let victoria live that down if that's the direction that this story is going into
0: well here's the crazy thing because i was wondering why he switched up so fast last week on adam because adam wanted to come and intercept that whole thing remember last Mm -hmm. week and he was like don't touch that that's my daughter you need to check you know look out for your sister and adam is like but 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 and and victor is like no 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 So, and I mean, Adam took a step back and said, all right, Pops, I'm going to let you have that. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see if this went down and Adam come up in there and stand up at the Newman Ranch with his arms folded and looked at Victor like, what? (laughs) (laughs) We could have cut into that to protect the company. Because technically what Adam wanted to do was to try to undermine what Locke put in position with that merger, right? Right. If that has happened, that would have gave that would have gave Newman and Newman Media ultimate control even with the Locke Industries merger in place, right? Mm -hmm. But because that didn't happen, that allows Ashlyn to pretty much have free reign so by Victor telling Adam nah dude you gonna take a back seat on this one if this all unfolds like the way we're talking about right now Adam is gonna be looking he's gonna be in the catbird seat at this point be like pops I told you should have let me handle that but no (laughs) yeah (laughs) you wanted me to um okay gotcha what time is it okay okay um. Yeah, you gotta. Um, okay, it's ten eighteen. Okay, down there. Um. Yeah, you gotta be. Um. You know, he had to be prepared for whatever happens out of this, and if the fallout means that he loses Newman,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Adam ain't got nothing to say. But hey, I, I tried to help you with that one, but you told me to step, take a step back, and look out for my sister. Oh, okay. You think Adam
2: would have that reaction,
0: though? Well, I mean... Like, a, this, like a, I told you so type of... If the writers put it that way to make for great television, that would be awesome. I don't know if he... They, if In this state of mind that Adam is in, mm-hmm. I don't know if he would be like, Pops, I told you so. But if they go that direction and Adam comes back to him and say, well, that's why I tried to do what I wanted to do and cut into that. But mm-hmm. you didn't let me. Mm. Yeah. Because, uh, and and that's why I'm like, why is that scene there? Why did he tell Adam to back off? You know, because a lot of times what we see leads up to something big, right? Yeah. So that conversation, so that conversation that he had with, with Adam last week, and now this conversation that Victor is having now with Ashley like, after he told my mom, oh, pay for your wedding. You have my blessings. I'm happy for you. He come back two days later talking about, are you trying to take my company and you faking your illness?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Huh. Guess we shall see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Did you have anything else on that one? Oh, Billy. Uh, Billy's reaction. What did you think about Billy's reaction when she told him that they're engaged? I can't I can't
2: exactly remember what his reaction was other than didn't he bring up the fact that he was dying again to her?
0: Mhm. He was that shocked. going to be Um and be, I know Go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, no, I was just going to say that she's basically she's basically putting herself in a position to be hurt.
0: Yeah pretty much that's what he was looking at her like and you know um lily was looking at billy trying to gauge his reaction i mean this whole thing i will say is very fast yeah um and the you know i guess i don't know i i we talked about this and then we're going to move on to bold unless mm-hmm. you got anything else mm-hmm. but i just don't the whole thing about her moving her kids at that house to move this guy in and then she's almost in some cases don't even want to go to work you know he had to tell her you need to go to work I understand you want to baby me and look ain't nothing wrong with nurturing your sick husband or in this case fiance but you just merged two big companies together who's running it and I mean, I don't know, it's her, she's throwing everything to the left. You got to be able to balance that. What did yep. you think about all of that? What's your thoughts on that?
2: I I definitely still the thing about her having her kids move out so Ashley can move in is that one still throws me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you make that type of move. But I mean, yeah, he's right. She's pretty much, I feel like she's almost losing herself in him. Correct. Because everything is about him, mm-hmm. um, because of you know his health, mm-hmm. which I like. I get it. You're in love with somebody who is going through a terminal illness, and now you know they're about to get treatment. You want to be there for them in every way possible. But especially considering the pace that this has gone at, mm-hmm. um, I don't. I just feel like she. I don't know. I, I just feel like she's making everything about him and she's not really thinking about anybody else not even really not even herself um but actually like it's it's all about Ashlyn
0: it's all about him dangerous. you know and when you if she's not think just say that, that this is his plot right or mm-hmm. maybe it's not his plot right now and he finds out that the cancer is gone and he make it his plot
1: mm-hmm.
0: she has to have balanced thinking It's like, uh, I'm going to need you kids to move out the house. Go stay with your dad for a while. I'm moving this man that I barely know into the house. I'm jumping into an engagement. I merged the two companies together and all of this. And I barely, I mean, yeah, he's sick and all, but I want to stay up under him all day and not run the companies that we just merged. It's just, ooh. Yeah. It's so unbalanced. And like you 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 use the perfect word. Losing yourself. Yep. You still gotta maintain who you are in the process of all of this. You know, so which is which is odd for a woman
2: as strong as her.
0: Yeah, but when you for that's why love is a powerful thing. You have to manage it and you cannot use it through the eyes of rose colored glasses because (laughs) if you don't balance yourself and see, you know, cause people can move you faster than what they want than you want to. And when you flying in the stars, you realize like, dang, I ain't got nothing to stand on. I'm about to fall straight to the ground and crash and burn. And I'm not saying that happens with every relationship. That's a whole, that's my relationship channel. So we're not going to go over there today, but just in this theory, you know, She has to stay grounded in this process. You have two children who are not babies. They know what's going on. Right. And you got a business to run. And this man got cancer and things like that. And yes, do you want to be there at the chemo visits sometimes? But you also got to learn how not to lose yourself and balance it. Because right now you're the stronghold in the relationship until he gets better.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I it's gonna be interesting to watch to see where the writers are gonna take this. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right, girl. Did we cover everything? I don't. We got. Did we get any Amanda this week? I don't remember seeing Amanda.
2: I think she had a conversation with Phyllis about how she felt about her that was and Devon's relationship. Yeah. Cause didn't divine the, the divine, Did he tell her he loved her last week?
0: Dang, girl I don't know that storyline is I mean their relationship right now seems non-existent so I'm not sure yeah,
2: I can't I, I think that's what she told Phyllis was that he, he said he loved her I feel like he did tell her he loved her last week
0: okay
2: but the, the she just had a conversation with Phyllis about Devon and Phyllis talked about Nick and all that kind of stuff so it wasn't okay. anything that wasn't had to be anything major.
3: okay
0: alright Um, we got what 45 minutes right Mm-hmm. So okay. So did we have anything else we done with young the restless for this week? Yes. I think so, right? We covered everybody. Yep. Yeah. All right. So there is before I do go in the bold um Jess Walton lost her husband this past mm-hmm. week. So condolences to her um and you know and her family. Um we did say Hunter King is out. Um, I think the episodes that we saw with Chelsea on the phone, that was her last uh scene before maternity leave. So, you mm-hmm. know, she getting ready to have her baby. And yes. also Michelle Morgan, she lost someone in her family. I think it was her grandmother.
1: Yes. Her grandmother.
0: Yeah. So condolences to her and you know, and her family, um, with everything. So alrighty. Okay, so let's move over to The Bold Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: The Beautiful. And this week, it was only pretty much one storyline. Yeah, it was. There was no Quinn and Carter until yesterday, I think. Yeah, and it was still all about the one storyline, even when they did show them. Exactly. Okay, so Finn was heartbroken to learn Sheila's past. The Forers sprang into action to protect Steffi's family from Sheila. before leaving town, Sheila sent Finn a message. Finn promised he wouldn't contact Sheila, but he sent her a heart emoji in response to her text message. Mm-hmm. I will say the wedding was beautiful. Everybody mm-hmm. looked great. Um Where do you want to begin in this whole storyline?
2: Um, I feel like we can begin where F- F- Finn first met Sheila when he was in on in the
1: guest you know, house.
2: guest house on the phone
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: can I- go ahead uh, he cannot be this naive and stupid, so of course we know who Sheila is. We know what's going on. we know that you know supposedly that's supposed to be his her son but like use your brain for a second, Finn. You just married a high profile celebrity. It was um basically advertised on social media that you guys are getting married. Did you not for one second think this could be some crazy stalker fan of the Foresters that broke into that broke onto their property and is possibly using me to, to get to them or, you know, is obsessed with Steffi or You know what I mean? Something like, you're just going to take this woman's word for it that she's telling you that she's your mother and then happily bring her back to the house and introduce her and such. When you have no, absolutely no proof, no inkling of who this person is, you're just going to take their word for
1: it.
0: Yeah, and that's a writer's flaw because they forced this situation quickly for him to push this in. Because any other strangers, first of all, how she would even get on the property? Yes. Sheila has been a um, a factor in the Forrester family of not a good one at that. She, I would think she would have been banned from the property. How'd she get in there in the first place? Right. We never got that. She's hiding in the darkness. And like you say, the other thing is why couldn't Finn go upstairs and change his clothes? You gotta go all the way outside to a whole other house and, and and change your clothes yeah. and take a phone call. Yeah. That didn't even make sense.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I, I mean, that too. like, why didn't he just go upstairs? <laughs> exactly. I mean, the kids and stuff was upstairs. He could have went upstairs to do whatever himself. That the Forrester Mansion is huge. You had to go to a whole separate house on the property to do that. Right. It's just that right. That part right there just did not make sense to me. It didn't. You know, and like you said, to piggyback on your statement, this woman is a stranger. She comes in there telling you, "I'm your mama." And you like, "Oh, really? Oh wow, let's go. I want to introduce you to the family. How do you know this woman is telling the truth? Right? You had nothing. she didn't come in with maternity Jeez. papers, pictures of you as a baby. Nothing. She just told you what it was, and you drag her into the Forrester mansion. Yep. It didn't make sense. I'm like writers. You could have did a better job at introducing this whole connection together.
1: Yeah, I don't
2: understand why they took that route or why they felt like it needed to be rushed like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just yeah, it was uh that was bad writing in my opinion. Absolutely. Like As a doctor. You don't he, he doesn't have enough sense, enough common sense and smarts to question you know if this person is lying or not.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean seriously, okay. you, you don't say approve it. How do I know this is a fact? I'm not gonna yeah. bring you into anything. I don't know, you just telling me something. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: then, th- that, mm-hmm. You know, when he brings her there, he sees He's not reading the room like you don't you can't tell from the reactions that you're getting from everybody that this wasn't a good idea that there's obviously an issue going on like it shouldn't have had to get to the point where they started explaining all the stuff that Sheila did like you can you can see in Steffi's face that she's like like she can't believe that this woman is in her in in, you know Eric's house. And he's still standing there like, well, what's go well, what, what what's going on? Or just explaining, like, you know, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. While everybody is looking at you in disgust and like shock and horror that this woman mm. is standing in the living room. You you can't read the looks on everybody's faces that this is not a good thing while you're, you know, explaining how amazing and um, and and that this is this moment is a miracle and whatever else it is and he's saying, you know what I mean. It was mm-hmm. the whole thing was just to- it was it was terrible.
0: It was, and the thing is, Sheila said to him, "I don't want to go in there." And you tell him, "Oh no, come on, come on! I I need you to meet my my new wife." And she was like, "I don't think that's a good idea." That should have told him something
2: there. too. Sheila, Sheila knew what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing, regardless of how much he begged her to come in there. She she knew that going into that house was going to cause a stir, was going to cause issues and problems. Mm. She, he didn't force her to go in there. She did. She she wanted him to. I believe that she wanted him to ask her that. She wanted him to welcome her into the reception. She was playing coy.
0: Gotcha.
2: Because it's not like he drunk her in there and threw her in the door. She could have easily walked off the property and said no, or have not shown up at the property at all. Like, Mm -hmm. if you really felt that way, you wouldn't have even popped up on their property.
0: Yep. Yep. And
2: she's just standing there, like, even after they said multiple times, You need to leave. You need to get out. Well, let me explain myself. Or let me. Let me just say
1: something.
0: And it's like no, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm wondering. Well, first of all, the first thing they need to do now that this wedding is over is get a DNA test. Yes. Get a DNA test to prove that this woman is his mama. So, obviously, they are going... The writers are going down this route that Sheila is his mom. Mm-hmm. Steffi now has to live with the fact that Sheila is his mother-in-law in theory. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, his actual parents that raised him is in that room.
1: right?
0: And then that she has a... she her Her grandson... Mm-hmm is, uh, you know, Stephanie's child. The crazy thing is, did you see um, Sheila, when she looked at Stephanie's picture, like, yeah, see, I got you.
2: <laughs> yeah, that little evil grin on her face. I know. That's because why it's... I said, so like, she kept doing that. Like, she kept mm-hmm. walking around with that little creepy grin on her face, and that's why, well, I'll say that until we get to that part. Never mind. What? When I with the when I sent you the message about Sheila's intentions. Oh,
0: okay. But yeah, I saw that little that little creepy green she gave. What'd you think about um Jack and his wife, which is the birth I mean, which is the adoptive parents. Because the wife was pissed. I forgot Lee, yeah, I think her name is. Lee?
3: Yeah.
0: Um Lee is like, how did you not tell me that you've been in contact with this woman? And As far as we know, we didn't know who the birth parents was. Right. She had a right to be pissed. I'd have been mad too. You know, you sit up here and I guess Sheila reached out to him years ago and you ain't said nothing 30 years. You ain't told the Forrester family either. And the thing is, I could see if Jack didn't know the connection between the foresters and Sheila. He said he heard about some of some of the things with that. Well, wouldn't that tell you that you need to say, okay, we, I need to let them know what's up? No, he kept that a secret, so he's part to blame of this too.
2: Yeah, yeah, because he said he knew that there was bad blood or something, right? Like that, but he just didn't know to what extent. Exactly. Yeah exactly um yeah I Lee had every right to be pissed off at him about that
0: yeah I don't blame her but they also tried to blame Finn for actually knowing who his birth mother was and I'm like okay y'all doing too much
2: yeah I didn't like that Steffi stood there and questioned him like did you know about or did you did you really know who she was or are you lying to me about that I forget how she phrased it, but it's like yeah you can clearly see that he had no no idea who Sheila was and that this wasn't some type of setup because of the way that he brought her in there. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, that was... I didn't like that.
0: Did you think that when uh, Hope and Liam got home, they were kind of gloating about the fact that it was like, man, that's a bad situation. I appreciate what we have. And I'm like... (laughs) please don't start. I mean, it's one because we've been waiting for Steffi to get a new man, to get some mm-hmm. happiness and a new life and come to find out her, her husband's mom is Sheila Carter.
2: I didn't feel like they were gloating.
0: You
2: I, don't I think felt, so? No, I didn't think so. I felt like Hope okay. was genuinely like, man, it sucks that this happened. It was such a beautiful ceremony and then, you know, up pops Sheila and she ruins she everything. everything.
1: He's still He's
0: there. still... There. Okay, we're back. Go ahead.
2: John was just saying I didn't I didn't really get the sense that they were gloating. I I felt like Coke was genuinely um like had concern for what was going on because she said it was such a beautiful wedding and then here comes Sheila you know ruining the reception Mm. so I didn't I didn't feel like they were gloating about anything
0: okay all right but um I, I what did you think about Hope saying that they should go get baby Hayes and Liam was like um no he's good they got a whole bunch of people over there to take care of him yeah because
2: then Thomas wouldn't got Hayes right and
0: took him home to the the babysitter yeah and I think Paris and all of that was involved <clears throat> but um I'm trying to think what else happened um they were definitely extremely outraged it's interesting that the writers decided to re, um, give us a, um, what the, what's the word I want to use? Where they show different scenes of her flashbacks. past. Yeah, those little flashbacks and everything of the stuff that she did. And, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, Fan is looking at her like, oh, my God, who is this person? <laughs> yeah, His face was priceless.
2: But yeah. there's a,
0: still a part of him that wants to know who this woman is.
2: Yeah, and that's where I don't think it's fair for Steffi to um, to tell him, "I don't want you to have any contact with her." I, I don't know if she necessarily like worded it that way, but I felt like that was what she is expecting. Is like, "I you can't you can't have any contact with Sheila because of the history that we have." um that she has with our family so Mm -hmm. i like i i get that she doesn't want sheila around hayes like i can totally understand that and i think she has a right to tell him that but i don't think she has a right to tell him um and i don't remember her specific you know exactly saying but it was it's, it's
0: exactly it's similar to what you just said though which was you know you know you can have no contact with sheila carter And that means no phone calls or any contact with her. Yeah.
2: I don't think that's necessarily fair. I think, I think he should be allowed to, I think he should be allowed with caution, of course, because of the history there to have conversations with her if that's what he wants to do. If he wants to, you know, learn more about her or, you know, her past, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's, I don't think it's unreasonable for her to say she's not allowed in in my house or in our house. I don't want her around our son right now
3: because Mm -hmm.
2: we don't know if she's still nuts. You know what I mean? They have no idea what she's been doing for the last decade, however long it is, that she's been away from that family, so Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know, um, even if she don't want she left the house. I agree with you. You know, if he wanted to meet up for coffee to find out details about his mom, he should be entitled to do that.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: He has to put that the rest because there's a going to be, and then an, when you know, especially if you, and I can't, I've never been in that position. So I don't want to presume to listeners who's on our podcast that knows fully what it's like to be an adoptive child. But I would assume, and, you know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, that those kids that do want to know where they come from, who their birth parent is, and they finally become in contact, it, I would say a large percentage of them would want to know why, who are you. There's a lot of who, what, wins, and why mm-hmm. that comes out of kids wanting to know this situation. And I think it's, it's really, um, I don't know if I want to say selfish on on Steffi's part to say you have zero contact with your birth mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be limited. Not at the house, not mm-hmm. around my, around Hayes. If you want to talk to your mom, I can't stop you from doing that. That's your Unfortunately, you're born by, because one thing I will agree with Sheila, Cause they was talking about how great of a person he is, and you will, you know, he will never be like you. She turned around and she told them, "If it wasn't for me, he wouldn't even be here." That part, that is partially true. I mean, yeah, but still, like, I no. <laughs> but I mean, they tried to use that as a uh, hey, listen, folks, you throw a dart, folks throw darts back at you. And so they threw a dart, and she went there. And the thing is, is that um, if this man wants to know who he is, who she is, do he have siblings? Which he does. Mm-hmm. The the family history, her- medical history, is: Are you a schizophrenic? Do you have mental issues? Because part of Sheila's history on Bold and Beautiful has been in psychiatric treatment
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know james warwick who fell in love with her was also her psychiatrist Mm -hmm. so is there any um inheritance to any mental illness he needs to know that
2: oh yeah for sure
0: so those type of conversations happen when you talk to somebody And for Steffi to say, nope, you can't talk to her. Okay, yeah, I hear you, but you're going to have to put a limit and look what's happening. Because part of Finn wants to know who this woman is. Now he's sending out little heart emojis. Yeah, which I thought was a little weird.
2: Like, you literally just met this woman today and you still don't know for sure that that's your mom.
1: <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, yeah, and the writers need to go ahead and because everybody's saying that same thing. How do we know that she's related? There's no DNA test. The writers have to, and I don't know if they're doing it in the upcoming week, but they're going to have to put a DNS on the table to put that to rest.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, because other than that, it's going to be up in the air, and they just, everybody's just assuming that this woman is his mama. Yep. Or you know, so. Uh, this is going to be interesting I'm glad we kind of got a little bit of a shift yesterday with Quinn and Carter they they in their own little bubble they are (laughs) yeah they sure are you know and I just I wish he would go work for somebody else at this point because the way that the foresters talk to him now they used to and I understand you know coming off of the cheating thing but it's like I'm going to need you to because, do this now.
2: <laughs> I, I don't because they, Carter was ready to resign and they was like, no, we want you to stay here. So if you're asking me to stay, then stop treating me
0: like crap. Yeah, you no, know, that's what I'm I'm like. Dude, either you tell them how to talk to you or you need to just leave. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't like how they talk to him. They, you know, they call him, we need your help we need you to draw up this for and I mean okay fine well we got and I put I posted this in the Facebook group yesterday I said they got rid of Quinn but the trade-off is that they gained Sheila Carter right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's like yeah y'all thought Quinn was the evil one and all that woman wanted was some love and affection from her husband and she cheated on him unfortunately Mm-hmm. but that ain't nothing compared to what y'all got in Sheila Carter now. Yeah. Did you see Steffi slap the mess out of her and Kimberly Brown turn around, she threw her hair back like it was nothing.
1: Yeah, I, saw <laughs> it. I was rolling. Because,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, she thought that by slapping her, that that was just going to be like, oh my God, humiliation. Girl, she threw that hair back like, and what? A slap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was cracking up. That was hilarious. But then when she went up in that uh forest talking to herself and she started laughing, I was like, yeah, Sheila, I don't know. I, I, you say you changed? I don't know about that one. She
2: definitely has not changed because so that was that scene was when I was like, Yeah, she's using Finn to get to the Foresters. Mm -hmm. She don't give she don't care nothing about I mean, maybe I I won't say she doesn't, because I'm sure there's something in there that, you know, that's my son or whatever. She wants to get to know him. But Mm -hmm. I saw that whole thing as that was her way of getting under the forester skin. Of course. Because Like I said, that man is what probably in his mid thirties. And you haven't said a peep to him about wanting to get to know him all this time. And now that you know that he's married to a forester, you want to try to basically weasel your way into his life. Well, because that's because she that's all that she talks about when she's by herself. My son is marrying a forester.
0: But remember when Jack came on? Jack has been keeping fan under the radar. Mm-hmm. So when remember when Jack was at the I don't know if it was he was at Forest or Steffi's house when they started talking about taking pictures and posting wedding announcements, he was extremely uncomfortable about that because yeah, he knew that. it was going to get out. So I do honestly believe that she probably was trying to find him, but Jack was keeping him under the radar. And when they start making all these big announcements and stuff, it got out to the world that, you know, Finn, what, what was his first name? Because Finn is his last name. His first name is John. Oh, Okay, John Finnegan. That that he's marrying Steffi Forrester. Not only did she realize where her son was, uh, her son was, but she also realized that she he was marrying to the one family that she has an issue with. So she got a twofer in yeah. that process. Yeah, I'm still not buying it though.
2: I feel like she's <laughs> using him because she knows that that's a way for her to get back at the mm-hmm. Forrester.
0: Yep. Well, we'll definitely see because this definitely, you know, they killed all of the other storylines. The um, because I think they were chem testing. Remember, we were wondering what they were going to do with um, Paris and Fan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm wondering if she's going to be the catalyst and him not being happy with not being able to see his mom. And is that where Paris is going to link up and say, "Hey, be that"? Because I'm like, why did they chem test him a few weeks ago? Remember they give having her look at him a certain way,
1: yeah. and
0: all of that. Where is that going to tie into? I wonder
2: maybe. if they were dropping that.
0: Maybe they dropped it. I don't because know. I feel like we haven't seen it since that that scene. Yeah, and maybe too many. Else. Yeah, I think folks obviously didn't like it. Yeah, and so um maybe the writers dropped it. I don't know. So yeah, that might be the case, girly. Yep. All right. So did we cover every? We, yeah, we covered everything. Didn't
2: we? Yeah, that was literally all that happened this week was that that storyline. Okay.
0: Um. Let's see. B and B news. Um. Congratulations to Wyatt, A.K.A. Well, Darren Brooks, A.K.A. Wyatt. For, uh Wyatt Spencer because him and Kelly Kruger is welcoming a second baby. Oh,
2: that's awesome.
0: Um let's see. Uh Carla Mosley had another baby.
2: I didn't even know she was pregnant.
0: Yeah. And let's see. Look like um the guy that played Rick Forrester and elena and another guy jason cook is going to do a film together Mm -hmm. so that's interesting and then also for those that were fans of kiara barnes her first episode of fantasy island came on this past tuesday i watched part of it and i'm like this girl can act she she got her hair cut, it's short. She's wearing her regular natural hair. Mm-hmm. She is actually partnered up with the same guy on the Bold and the Beautiful as her husband that played Xander.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go watch that
0: episode. So, just to kind of give you a prelude into her character, Fantasy Island is all about making your fantasies come true, whatever that may be, whether it's youth, health. Um, love, romance, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, Kiara Barnes and Xander play this older married couple. They're older, and and they're actually older uh, actors and actresses who, she has terminal cancer, so the, uh, the wife who she plays, and she goes to fa- uh, Fantasy Island to experience at least one moment of eternal youth before dying, and so they go into this fountain of youth where they turn from this older. I think that they were in her; she was in her sixties or seventies, mm-hmm. and now she's in her twenties. And that's when Kiara Barnes em- emerged as her younger self, and Xander emerges as that her husband's younger self. oh Okay, but her voice is nothing like on bold. It's just like I'm like dang I'm looking at a totally different girl I had I, I've been you know what I've been waiting for this because I wanted to see her outside of bold and beautiful I know she was excited about taking on this role mm-hmm. so I at least wanted to give her support and go over and check her out so go over it's on Fox every Tuesday night at it's eight or nine o'clock I'm in the Central time zone so I think it's eight o'clock my time
2: so,
0: so I huh. Would, what, make it nine o'clock our my time? Yeah, check your check your local schedules to get the exact time. I think it's eight, it might be nine, but it's in the it's in the late prime time. It's not like a seven o'clock showing. Okay. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty interesting. So I'll let you guys go over there and check it out. But kudos to her for moving on to a new project. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. So every Tuesday night on Fox is where you'll find her. Um, okay, so um, let's see. We got, we're about to end the, end the show because we got to get out of here in the next 15, 20 minutes. Um, let me look at right quick. Uh, where is it? Okay, so for your know, flip the script, mm-hmm. what do you have?
2: Um, on, on Y&R my flip for that one is when Phyllis wants to talk to Jack
0: about mm-hmm. the whole situation of
2: Kyle and Summer moving um, I wish I want Zach, Jack to tell her to like you need to take a step back and chill out and just let go of the fact that they're not coming back right because he didn't really do that with her <laughs> he just got mm-hmm letter rent. So yeah. Oh, and then um,
0: <laughs> oh, <on> second. <laughs> um and then what you got for bold? On um, bold
2: I just lost my train of thought. Oh, so on on bold I would have liked for Finn to just be honest with Steffi about wanting to get to know Sheila Mm -hmm. like I don't don't want it to be a thing where he's going behind her back to meet up with his mom like I just want him to put his foot down and say look I get that you don't want her in your life and you don't want her here you don't want her near the baby I understand that but like this is if this is my birth mom then I have some questions and some things that I want to talk to her about and stuff that I want to ask her and I think that it's fair for me to be able to do that With keeping us separate from you guys.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, My flip the script for um, The Young and the Restless Mm -hmm. is pretty much similar with both Nick and Jack to tell Phyllis to chill out. Just chill out. You you need to take some time and process the fact that your daughter has chosen the best life for her. Mm Mm-hmm. And not take it out on the world. You need to go and figure that out. Go process that. Um, and then on Bold, I would have preferred that Finn, when he was in that guest house, to be asked a lot, a little bit more questions. Like, how do I know this is true? What do you mean you're my birth mother? You know, it, it was just too fast for me to say, yeah. come on, let's go and let's talk to the family. Yeah. I honestly think that they should have, he should have had a little bit more pushback on that.
2: Yeah, have
0: a little common sense, (laughs) Ben. Right. All right, so let me do the scoops for next week, and then we'll end the show. Um, For Young and the Restless, Sally receives a reality check from Nikki. Phyllis decides to send a certain someone a package. Oh, Lord. Oh. (laughs) Ray investigates Mariah's disappearance. Jack makes Ashlyn a promise. Victor looks into Ashlyn's past. Mm Mm-hmm. Sharon receives news from Tessa. Nick keeps his cards close to the vest. Devon asks Denise Tolliver for a favor. Sally receives a warning from Kevin and Chloe. Okay, put on notice. And then Victor agrees to help in locating Mariah by using his resources. Victor is involved. Okay. And then with Bold... On slow pokey, we gotta go here. Um, (laughs) let's see, hold on. What happened? Two scoops, most recent. What happened to my stuff? Okay, hold on. Um, spoilers for bowl. Here we go. All right, so the foresters continue to think up ways to keep Sheila out, Sheila continue to craft ways to stay in. Finn, however, keeps Steffi in the dark about a secret he's keeping. But that doesn't mean his secret is a secret from everyone. Okay, whatever that means. Um, Finn wrestles with wanting to get to know his birth mother, knowing that his wife doesn't want him to. Carter reevaluates his decision about going public with his relationship with Quinn. Okay. A new chapter began for Carter, Quinn and Eric. And then Jack issues a dire warning to Sheila. Mm. And that's what we have, peoples. Interesting. Very, very, very. So, I appreciate everything. It was a good show, girl. I know we had a couple hiccups.
2: Yeah, nothing. But we made it through.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and... um, It's been a pretty interesting week. Looking forward to the week of August 16th to the 23rd. And um, yeah, we'll just uh, keep an eye out. Hopefully some of the storylines that we talk about go in the direction that would make it interesting. So I'm looking out for that. But other than that, have a great weekend and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at the Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast.